welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Lan. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. Hello, 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 everybody. Excited again today um, to bring you the Light360 broadcast. Sorry for, we experienced some delay, some technical delays. I think something was going on with Facebook Live. So we're trying to get in since uh, two o'clock. Uh, but, um, you know, but uh, we are, thank God that we are, we are back. We're back on now. So today is going to be exciting. I have some wonderful people joining us all the way from the continent of Africa. So my name is Gregory Lanijuola, and I'm located here in Chicago. Um, and I am chatting today with some wonderful people all the way from Africa, different nations in Africa. Uh, on Fridays, in the Light 360 broadcasts, we do... Uh, this nation broadcast where we just go across, you know, different nations. So I've been focusing on Africa um, for the past four weeks or so. We've had people from South Africa, from Nigeria, you know, just sharing about what is going on, missionaries that go to different nations. And today we have some amazing people from uh, the nation of Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Liberia. Uh, while we were preparing, you know, our Liberian uh, uh, panelists, you know, the internet, something happened with the internet and it was off, but I believe that you will join us as this conversation continues. But excited to have, um, you know, the, the panelists that are here. I'm gonna be introducing them in a, in a short while. And anyway, before we do that, if you are watching this thing, I see some of you are joining us. Hello, thanks for joining us. Um, if you could just share this video on your page, or invite somebody, or do a, a, a watch party or something, but let somebody know uh, that this is going on. That would be awesome. So I want to ask you to do that right now, and then you know we will start you know, we will, we will start the discussion uh, shortly. So let's go ahead and, you know, do that. Those of you watching on Facebook right now, just go ahead and share it, uh, the Light360 broadcast. Like this video, like this video, share it, and, you know, other people can be a part of it, do a watch party with it or something. All right, all right, all right. So uh, let me... Uh, start now by introducing our panelists for today. Um, sorry, there's, you know, there's an interruption, you, you know, um, we will try to deal with any kind, all the technical issues. We've experienced some technical issues that made this delay, but God wanted this to happen. So nothing can stop it from taking, and that's why we're here right now. Also, let me start by introducing our first uh, our panelist today, um, all the way from Zambia. Yeah. Um, in the person of 
Pastor Steve Komweda. Um, Pastor Steve, you know, I got to know him, I think about two years ago when he did the Leading Lights training in, I, I think it was in Kenya. You came to Nairobi, you know, all the way from Zambia. He came to Nairobi for the Leading Lights training then. And, um, you know, it was such an awesome time meeting him. He's a, you know, he's a wonderful man of God that God is using um, in Zambia and across, you know, different parts of the African continent. Um, he, you know, very passionate about God's word, you know, the power of the spirit of God, the empowerment of people. And he also is also very passionate about ministering to children too. Uh, part of his ministry, Usibilo, is, you know, ministering to youth and all those people. So um, excited, excited to have you around, Pastor Steve. Um, thank, thank you, you so much. Light 360. And, you know, he just got married just a few months ago. Uh, just before we came on, on this broadcast, I was chatting with him and his wife. And I was like, what a perfect yeah. time to get married, you know when they are shutting, shutting everything down. So you have, <laughs> you have honeymoon at home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to disturb you to go anywhere. Um, so Pastor Steve is also the coordinator, the national coordinator for the Leading Lights uh, Network and Training in Zambia. I was in Zambia last year and we were well received and it was a powerful time. And, you know, shortly after the Zambia won, he, he, he also went to Zimbabwe. And that's how, you know, the Leading Light Zimbabwe, one of the reasons why the Leading Light Zimbabwe actually took place. Uh, so I have um, another wonderful man of God here uh, tonight in the person of Pastor Roy. Pastor Roy mm. in Zimbabwe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Um, he was our host when we had the leading light in Zimbabwe. Very wonderful host, took care of us. You know, just short notice, he got things together and it was such a powerful time. And he's, he's, mm. he's the pastor of a wonderful church there with a lot of young people investing in the next generation. And, you know, such a blessing uh, to have him. And he's, he's the national coordinator for the leading lights in Zimbabwe, uh, Pastor Roy. I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you can hear me clearly. Hello? Thank you. I can hear you. Okay, good, good. So if you can speak a bit louder so that our audience on Facebook can, yeah, they can hear you. Yeah, that would be great. So, um, uh, thank you. yes, I want to uh, thank the Light Development Center team uh, working on their under the radar right now to get Pastor Alfonso from Liberia back on. So, you know, hopefully before we go too far, you know, Pastor Alfonso will be back on. He has been waiting for several minutes before we came on, like we've been talking, uh, just preparing, and then suddenly something happened either to the internet connection or to the electricity in Liberia. So something something has, something happened, but we thank God. So let's, uh, let's go ahead. Um, you know, I introduced both of you, um, you know, the way I can, but can I just ask you, uh, let me start with Pastor Roy. Could you just tell us, you know, who you, you know, about yourself? I think you'll be able to, to say it better, where you are, you know, what you do, who you are, just tell our audience. Thank you, thank you Dr. Lan. Uh, 
I think you have done it well. Uh, my name is Roy Nyatowe. I live in Zimbabwe, uh, in Chinoy particularly. It's a, it's a town uh, in the Marsh West province. Of can you speak a bit louder? Zimbabwe. You can speak a bit louder. Uh, I'm a pastor. I've been in, I'm a pastor. I've, can you now hear me? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Hello? Yes, I can hear you. We can hear you. You, you can now hear me. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, my name is Roy Nyachoe. I live in Chinoy. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's in the Marsh West province of Zimbabwe. Uh, I'm a pastor. Uh, professionally, I'm an engineer. Uh, that's what I do. I've been a pastor, a resident pastor in Chinoy for nine years now, uh, pastoring a growing church, one of the growing churches in, in the city or in the nation. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not yet married. But, That's good. Uh, it's Some in the single process. people might be watching right <laughs> now. You better watch very well. <laughs> as, as a <laughs> <laughs> though, uh, uh, though I'm not searching. <laughs> okay, you're not searching. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm not searching. <laughs> okay. Uh, I work with the ministry uh, that is, uh, we are more into Pentecostal, the Pentecostal movement uh, in Chinoy and also in Banget. Uh, that's where I pastor. Uh, they are closer, closer, closer towns, Banget and Chinoy. Yeah, uh, basically that's who I am. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, Pastor Steve, please, can you tell us uh, about who you are, Pastor Steve? Oh, the Pastor Steve, step, step away. Uh, hello, Pastor Steve. Hello. Yes, please. Could you tell us uh, who, who who you who you are? Tell everybody yes, what please. Thank you. Um, my name's uh Steve uh, Kumwenda, and uh, I'm married. <laughs> Uh, to a very beautiful woman, a friend of mine, a partner, and uh, by the grace of God, I'm, I am I'm an apostle by calling. Yeah. Uh, other professional uh, credentials, um, I'm an agriculturalist. I uh, did some animal production. So when you need new, just come to Africa, we're gonna do something about that. <laughs> and if you need some good, good ch chickens, maybe broilers or layers, we can do something, we can talk. Yeah, um, well, I'm found, I'm coming from, uh, Southern Africa, a country called Zambia. 
Yeah, and um, by the grace of God, God has called me into ministry. I've been in ministry for more than 20 years. I, I, I started ministry when I was really just at school. And when I graduated, I just went head on just to, to work for God. Um, wow, well, I'm excited because um, God has been using me to work with different ages or different uh, kinds of people, um, starting with the young, uh, the youths, let me say uh, kids, youths, and uh, elderly people. Uh, being a missionary at heart, uh, I, I'm involved in church planting. As of now, I'm even planting a second branch in one of the towns called Kasama in Zambia, Northern Province. Uh, well, I'm excited that um, through Isubilo, uh, with, with uh, uh, the commitment and partnership with my friends, Ella, uh, we, who is Mrs. Uh, Tam now? Yeah. Uh, we, we, we <laughs> I wanted to say that Ella uh, and are also leading light uh, network people. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so good to see that leading lights are shining even in Africa. And uh, we saw that um, when Chicago was shining brighter, where marriages were happening, even Africa here, Zambia, <laughs> marriages happen. Even, even, even COVID-19 had no choice but to allow us to wait. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, briefly, that's what I can say, but um, we are having a good time with God's people in, uh, in reaching out and uh, uh, allowing people to know their purpose on earth and to look at what God has really given them in their hands. Thank Amen. you. Thank you. So, Steve, it looks like um, both of us are the ones left on this call now. <laughs> the other people got cut off <laughs> after some, Ooh, some kind wow. of technical cut off, but I know that the LDC team is working to get them back on. So the yes. technical issues. I say that Atlantic, something is trying to block it across the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Very goodness. We're good. Yeah. No, we'll have victory. We'll have, we have victory. the victory. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that means both of us are going to be having the conversation until yes, uh, yeah, until the other people join us and then we'll we'll add them to it. So, um, so my yes, first question to you um, is mm. the Leading Lights training, which is organized by the Life Development Center. You, you mm. came all the way from Zambia to Nairobi to take it. And then yes. you took it, you know, it was, you know, it was a great time. What is your experience, what was your experience um, of the Leading Lights training? What do you have to say about what happened to you, you know, during the Leading Lights training and afterwards? Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Doctor. Um, it was a great experience to be in Kenya at that time. And that time, uh, it was um, 
for me, it was a crucial time because I was, it was a time that I was seeking God, um, how I would enlarge my tent or my territory of my life, or, or how I would discover more about myself. And it so happened that uh, there was a privilege. I went to Kenya, Nairobi, and I attended the, the Leading Lights training. While it was a well-packaged program such that uh, there was so much light that shined within and around me, my life, and such that I got to understand why I do certain things, especially ministerial-wise, why I am called, why I have certain abilities, why I have certain giftings, and why I need to, and what I need to do about what I have. Mm -hmm. And um, the experience which I had there, it was that I discovered that um, I, I am I'm not I'm not just I'm too resourceful not just for myself mm -hmm. but for the world. Yeah, I'm too resourceful not for my personal gain, but for the worth of the kingdom of God. Yeah, and I discovered that um, uh, uh, all that was within me was to glorify God and, and in, in measure to make the world understand the greatness of God and God to get his glory. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. I see that we have Pastor Alfonso now, <laughs> you know, yeah. on the broadcast, you know, all the way from Liberia. Uh, so mm. Pastor Alfonso, I've been talking with uh, Steve and Roy even though Roy also had some technical issues, but they are, they are working to get him back. Um, you know, I wanted to, you know, first of all, can you tell us about yourself, Pastor Afonso? Who, who, who are you, where you are, and all that, what you do? Okay, um, as fact to say, sorry for being off the line. Oh. <laughs> Alfonso yeah. I pastored the Family Land Foundation International located in Duporu, Monrovia, Liberia. Mm. The church is a bit eight years now, since 2002, September, the first Sunday in September. And I've been in the ministry for the past 45 years of my life. I've been in ministry, but I've been a pastor for the past 16 to 17 years now. So what I do here, besides preaching the gospel and teaching, which of course is my gift in teaching, so I work with single mothers and widows. For the single mothers and widows, I provide for them opportunity to be able to do gardening for self-sustainability. 
getting the community and talk with community leaders, identify those beneficiaries. And when they are identified, I deal with them in a group of 40, the community provide the land and the women provide the labor. I talk to others who are like-minded to be able to support each of them to do their gardening. And that we have gone from one area, though there have been challenges along the way, but it is, uh, it is still going on. So that program was initiated because of the death of my late sister during the war. She died of starvation. She and three of us. Civil war in Liberia. Yeah, during the civil war in Liberia. She died because of starvation. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. She died because of starvation. She and her husband and three of her children. So I initiated this program in her honor. Mm, okay. So that is presently going on in some village division and other areas in Firestone and in Doristown. So for the children program right now, we are working with almost 30 to 37 children. And these children were identified in the Drupal communities. Children whose parents do not have the means to support them to school, not because they are not willing, but they are not financially capacitated. Okay. Some have five children, some have four, and they cannot sponsor all of them to school. Those that are not going, we identify them in the community and we take them in. We have the regular Ministry of Education curriculum that we, that we teach them from to be able to prepare them whenever they live they, and their parents can afford to send them to school. They send them to school. We deal with from beginner to K2, sometimes first grade because right now we are just operating in a church that is under construction. Okay. So we can't take a lot of them. So when they come out, graduate them from the kindergarten, then that's our level. That's how far we can go because we are now the means, you know, to support them to the fullest. We've been able to get materials. When I travel, I got some books from the Alabama school system. I got some books from the kindergarten. We have enough reading material and other books that are to that level with some school decks and chairs that we're using. So basically what the church does, you know, actively are those two areas that we are active in. Okay. Besides the regular Bible study, reaching out to the community, evangelizing, and Sunday morning worship service, and our regular even hour of prayer. So those are the activities that we are involved in 
you can see it on our on our website www.fmlandfoundationinternational.wordpress.com Okay. Now, fish will take you also to our Facebook page, which is Family Life. On our Facebook page is hashtag Family Life Foundation International. That's our Facebook page, where we post some of our photos. And on our website, we during the Ebola time, we did some you know distribution of food and other material washing bucket with the Ebola. So basically for the ministry side, you know, that's where we are. And right now, the ministry is on a construction. Okay. That's the foundation I was sitting on when I first, when it was getting dark out of coming because electricity is back I, now. I remember being there in that place, you know. Yeah, yeah. so okay. <laughs> so we are we are making progress. Yes. Communication <laughs> is not much, but as we always say, we we believe that we are giving up. Mm -hmm. We are very few in numbers, but great in what we do. Okay. So we want to be grateful to God. That's how the ministry that's where we are, and that's our activity. All right, thank you so much, Pastor Afonso, all the way from um, uh, Li Liberia. So I had asked a question of uh, Steve and Roy earlier. Roy, it's good to have you back. Thank God we, are, we have the victory. Uh, Pastor Afonso, so the Leading Lights training, so you are the National Coordinator for the Leading Lights Network in Liberia. I just want to talk about, I want you to talk about the experience of the Leading Lights training how we came to Liberia and the impact on the people and, you know, just impact on you and on the people doing the leading life training. So, and then our Pastor Roy will talk about it too. So Pastor Afonso. Yeah, at first when we started the leading life pro process, it was kind of seem impossible to raise more than 300 members. But when we started the process, the team needed 200, and at certain points, it's But when we begin to spread the give the, the, the brochure and the information, man, it went virus. Mm -hmm. I remember from the border of Liberia and Africa, few pastors that got information. They, they were begging, literally begging to be a part. <laughs> but I could not accommodate them because we have gone to 800 plus. We have gone to 800 plus. It's 100, 800 people, right? That's, you know, that, uh, that wanted to be part of it. Yeah, that wanted to be part of it. But I could not accommodate them because the, there was cost attached to it. So the Lunar program went very well, very well, very well. Up to now, those who partook in the training, uh, many of them have been calling, and we established a branch in uh, Lampo, 
bomb mines. That's a mining that operated in Liberia before the war. So when we get a few of the pastors that there, we have established a branch and we have it in Nima, we have it in Boom, and Magibi, and of course, so it's more active in Bomine, Boom County, Bagna, and in here. So before the Corona, we had a plan to go to Boom Mines. So, to conduct the training because those pastors that took part in the training, they have gone there. The form that I received from the light, the form was sent there, and it was this, this to be there. It was signed. We were just waiting to go there when this epidemic was in the COVID 19 began the surface. Okay. So, right now, we are tight. Aaron, I just gone to Sierra Leone and the border closed because we are doing some documentation. And in Liberia, we have prepared the article information for the leading lights. Are waiting for registration to be legally registered entity in Liberia. That documentation have been written, have been approved by the International Board, which is leading lights. Chicago. So this is where we are, and we okay. are moving. The only unfortunate thing that we experienced last week, one of our our pastors, you know, passed away. Yeah. And he was yeah, he was the one that hosted uh, Pastor uh, uh, on a Sunday. So besides that. Uh, Oh, it's going well. We are united. We, mm -hmm. you know, and we are doing. Thank you. Thank thing. you so much, Pastor Afonso. Thank you for sharing. I mean, we really had a great time when we came to Liberia. Apart from the fact that Liberia is a very beautiful country that has gone through a whole lot of, you know, uh, things. But um, just from the first day till the end, and then the leading lights, the openness of the people, the excitement. Our people came from different regions. <laughs> not just from uh, Monrovia, but they came from all around and it was just a powerful time. And then the, you know, the impact on people, what we are hearing afterwards, it's actually one of the most uh, developed aspect of the Leading Lights International because they are, they are moving forward, like he's sharing, you know, to actually registering it as an organization there in Liberia. And they are now sending it to the outskirts of Liberia. So it was such an awesome thing. So I will, you know, I'll be talking to Pastor Alfonso some more as we move on. Uh, so let's go to Pastor Roy. So leading life training, what was it, you know, what's, what was it, you know, uh, from your own perspective, um, having hosted it, being part of it, and, you know, what has been the impact since uh, the leading life training took place in Zimbabwe? Okay. Thank you, Doctor. Well, the leading lights training was an awesome experience. Uh, personally, I had a good time. Uh, it was a time whereby I was really sharpened to discover my purpose uh, and revived uh, in my saving the Lord. Uh, uh, it gave me 
challenges to work on and areas to improve. I really learned a lot uh, through that training. Uh, more also, I was more excited. Uh, regardless, it was a very short notice uh, in terms of preparation for the meeting for the leading lights to come through. But I, I was challenged and overwhelmed with the servants of God and other members in the community that turned out for the meeting. Mm -hmm. Though it was not that big, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, as it was in Liberia. <laughs> mm -hmm. But in Zimbabwe, we, we worked uh, on a short notice mm -hmm. to host the, the, the meeting. And people came from different walks of life. Uh, more also, I was more motivated and encouraged with the outcome because from from the from the training time, uh, I started to receive uh, so many people giving testimonies, and also there are churches that have been started uh, as a result of leading lights leading light training. No, I love to hear that. Some went to start. Started. Some some went to yeah. yes, some even went to start uh, some businesses, though still growing, but they have started something uh, in line with their purpose and discovering uh, who they are. And also I've received notice, uh, information and news about people really serving God in their churches, like uh, really understanding the master plan, the bigger plan of God over their lives to glorify God in whatever they are in Zimbabwe. And we don't regret uh, the coming of leading lights. More also, after the, the training, I started to receive calls, you know. Uh, servants of God were calling in to my office. Uh, man of God, how was the training? How can we be part of it? Uh, is it over? And they are, they are even eager to, to have more of this training, you know. Uh, so the, the, the coming of Leading Lights was just an awesome experience. Uh, though it's still a baby in our, in our nation, but we're working hard. Uh, trying to put the structures, the expansion plan is is coming into play. Uh, uh, but we are promising and we are seeing it to be something that is so uh, very vibrant and powerful for our people uh, here in Zimbabwe. Thank you. So the, okay, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. And, and I remember, you know, you said it was short notice. I remember how it came about. We were in Zambia, right, doing the training there. And Pastor Steve was like, I am going to Zimbabwe now. And I have a friend in Zimbabwe. I'm going to tell him that we should host this thing and all that. And then we are yes. to return back to South Africa to do something in there. In the, I think it was a juvenile prison or something like that to do some leading life training for them. But I just felt like, you know what? I think we need to go to Zimbabwe. We look for flights. We don't get flight that will get us there. We look for even we even look for buses. We look for all kinds of stuff. We take for 
but God did it somehow. <laughs> it was a long journey for us, but you know, I'm so glad we came, you know, for that for that training. And I'm very encouraged when you talk about churches being planted out, people starting businesses and all this stuff, and some of the impact of it. So I want to thank you for hosting us and thank Pastor Steve for making that connection. That's a very uh, strategic connection. So let's switch gear uh, a little bit. So let's talk about this COVID era. Uh, we call this state of the nations, right? So what's going on in Liberia? What's going on in Zambia? What's going on in Zimbabwe during this COVID time? Uh, what, how are people doing? The leading light people there too. How are they doing? The nation as a whole. How, how, how are things going on? What, what are they the highlight of this moment. So if we can start with Pastor Steve uh, to just you know share about that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, this this is the most challenging uh, period of uh, I would say this our time because it came so sudden when when people didn't prepare uh, for it. For example, it crushed economies of Africa and it's, it's everywhere. And um, in Zambia, what is happening today is that uh, people, uh, especially, they are trying to fight back to get on their feet because, you know, a man can, a human being cannot, uh, cannot just live without bread, as the scripture says. A man cannot live with bread alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, but by also there is something need to eat. So meaning that there is also food need to be put on the table. So what is happening in Zambia today is that people are trying to find ways in in how to survive in this. Uh, the situation of COVID-19, of this pandemic. Um, schools, are, uh, uh, kids, people are just under, you know, uh, behind doors. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are locked under lockdown. They are not moving from place to place. Businesses are crushed. Things are getting expensive, especially they cannot order stuff from any other place because there is a lot of restrictions happening and churches also are having problems in terms of having, you know, to fellowship in uh, usual numbers. And uh, well, with regard to leading lights, what is happening is we're trying to come up with, um, thank God for media and uh, internet yeah. and the phone, it's a, a social media. We're trying to, to come up on ways how to encourage uh, people from all corners of the nation. Mm -hmm. Like we have strategized uh, to, to make teams um, uh, with regard to leading lights, uh, 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 you know, um, training mm -hmm. in terms of just, you know, meeting in small numbers because the government is not allowing to meet more than uh, 50 people mm -hmm. and uh, not even for more than one hour. So, and wow. you know, to arrange a meeting, mm -hmm. uh, you cannot just arrange it quickly. So it's better we do it online. Mm -hmm. 
So we are trying to come up with uh, teams. We have, we have strategized like uh, the nation has got 10 provinces. So in each province, we want to find somebody. Uh, we want to find certain people that are going to volunteer to, to be meeting, to be going online and just encouraging people to continue standing and uh, working on their purpose. Because uh, I was talking with uh, Brother Moape uh, uh, on the same thing that uh, you know, whenever there is a problem, hello? I say Apostle Manuel, right? Yes, 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 yes. Whenever there's a problem, it, 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 is, it is a call to us, children of God, that we need to do something. Mm -hmm. So whenever there is a, a, a situation, it means we need to stand up and do something. Wherever there's a question, there's somebody who need to answer. And uh, so we, 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 are thinking, we are thinking to, to strengthen the young people, to strengthen the children, to encourage them, read books in their homes, uh, watch TVs today, the, 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 the nation also is uh, supporting, you know, uh, telecast, you know, educational uh, 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 forums yeah. where they will just put, you know, teachers to teach there. And we are encouraging them not to fight against such initiatives. Another initiative is to, wherever they are, is three or four people. One needs to come up maybe with uh, a venture of just encouraging someone maybe to start, you know, uh, going to the land, plant something, because there are certain things cannot work right now. So we have uh, teams that we have we are planning one day we are going to, to telecast also just like this one, where we'll, we'll be the, all over Zambia, we'll, all the corners of Zambia, there shall be a telecast that we'll be discussing on how we can, we can make maybe a conference call, a video conference call and discuss what we can do, what are people doing? Because it has been so challenging to know what they are doing because most of the people have been in fear, living in fear. Yeah. So they have not been, some they have been having problems because they cannot sell much mm -hmm. and to have, to have um, uh, finances to able to, 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 to have uh, run even on the internet, mm -hmm. you know, uh, buy data and bundles and they have been having such problems because of uh, they cannot work freely in their own spheres yeah. of life. Wow. But above all, Zambia, uh, we are planning something for leading life. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for standing up and being a light, you know, in the midst of the darkness and all the things going on right now. Uh, Pastor Afonso, what's happening in Liberia? Um, during this COVID thing and what, how is the church responding? You know, firstly, uh, I want to say the church need to go back in the drawing board and see if our congregations 
are prepared to face the challenge when it comes. You know, I'm one of those that don't believe that the church is closed. And I don't want to even believe that the church should be closed. When the building is closed on Sunday, the church is not closed. For me, I'm not closing the, the declare the closure of church. Because you know what? There are lots concerning this coronavirus COVID-19. It's a long-term plan. And mm. it's gradually being implemented. When the Bible says that people of the world are wiser than us, and indeed they are proving that they are wiser than us. They are proving that they are wiser than us. They are programming us. And I don't take for instance, all death around the world is no longer TB, is no longer cancer, is no longer diabetes, is all coronavirus. There is no more death of malaria, no other death of coronavirus. And we are, we are led to believe that every death is coronavirus. Misconception. So if we are not careful, the world will lead us to sink. Hold on, somebody, somebody, somebody please hold on a second. Somebody's uh, cell phone or somebody is on the live stream somewhere that is echoing. I don't know if someone is in the room with you or with someone. No, no. Okay. okay no. No. So, yeah. so for us in Liberia, when they started from the, from the beginning, they were all security in the street, controlling people. After two days, after one week, after the first day lockdown, in fact, a week and a half year, everybody has given us security, has given all people that were taking into the street to, to check and other things. Everybody has given up. Even the marketplaces are crowded, but they allow the church to be closed. So they have been outcry why the market is crowded, why you have allowed the stores to be open, why you have allowed the banks to be operating, and, and the church is closed. Mm. So for us, we think that there is an ethereal motive concerning this coronavirus. So mm. now the government came on and said, okay, the church can go, but when you enter church, there will be a distance. Don't speak to anybody, don't talk to anybody, don't shake anybody. You know, if we are, if we are researching and we are looking this is that a long, long since, even before Margaret Sanga, mm. the Planned Parenting Rule. From Planned Parenting Rule, they approved abortion, they approved birth control, and they came, they came against syphilis, they came malaria, they came Ebola. Now it's coronavirus. Who knows what? Mm. So what we just need to do is to just pray and keep praying and keep the distance and keep ourselves. So right now in Liberia, everybody seems to be everybody on their own mm -hmm. because and everything that government needs to do to, to put into place for people to be protected, for people to be 
obedient to provision wise, everybody on his own. Okay. Everybody on his own. There is nothing that you can show, or we can show that the government said this, and this is a provision to me that they made for us because of this. So in Liberia, it's like everybody on his own. Okay, thank so you. What is happening now? The church is is going to be at the home. So if, if, if the Sunday school Sunday service is closed, it doesn't mean that the church is an opportunity for everyone in Liberia to, to gather in the hospital. It's a pastor for the family or whosoever single Perry is. Not Perry is the pastor for that family for that day. When every home begins to worship God Sunday morning, the church is not closed. Thank so you. Thank like, thank yeah, we're taking from that level. Mm -hmm. That's where we take it from. So thank everybody focusing on their on the family church and the prayers are going on. Thank you. So that's what we're doing. Thank you, Pastor Afonso. I love what you said that you know the church is not closed. Even though, you know, they might close the building. The church is not closed. What we're doing right now is church. You know, we're doing it across the Atlantic now. We're sharing. Yeah. It's not closed. And what, something else that Pastor Alfonso said is that if everybody, every head of family, whether you are a man or maybe you are a single man, whatever, every head of family can start doing church in their house, even though the church building is closed. The church is not closed. Actually, that's how it used to be. In, in the days of the Acts of the Apostles. It was heads of households and all that that were leading churches. Were, you know, they became elders and all that. Elders of the church over a city, but there were a series of house churches all over the place. Now, there's nothing wrong with the, the mass gathering that we have been using, right? It has its purpose, it's, you know, so I don't condemn that, it has its purpose. And, you know, but, you know, right now it's an opportunity also to develop our smaller, smaller meetings where you can actually be high touch with people know what is going on and be able to pass things across and people can see Christianity being walked right in front of them in their house. So Pastor Roy, what, how is it in Zimbabwe currently? With wow, Zimbabwe. And how the church is responding? Okay. Uh, in Zimbabwe, we are on a lockdown. Uh, it's now close to two months. Uh, for for the first month, it was an intense lockdown. Everybody was on lockdown. But now the government of Zimbabwe is trying uh, to loosen some of the sectors uh, are now operating and people are now working. What I can say is uh, this, this is one of the most uh, difficult times that our people are going through. Uh, economically, financially, uh, spiritually, we cannot uh, say it's more into the challenge, though there is a lack of uh, physical fellowship. But uh, through the use of media, here and there, people are fellowshipping, and the, the church is being kept through virtual conferencing and uh, media. Uh, but for me, uh, I've been sharing with people uh, regarding to as a leading light that this is an opportunity uh, 
whereby the church has to define, it's a defining moment for the church. Uh, it's a defining moment for every sector of the government. It's a defining moment of every business. Uh, for example, uh, we have grown up seeing a clinic uh, with this billboard written on it, clinic. Mm. But now it's a moment whereby that clinic has to be truly defined to be a clinic when someone sick comes uh, to be attended. Uh, a church is to be defined. Uh, we have been gathering as churches with names. Uh, this is blah, blah church. This is blah, blah ministry. This is that, that ministry. But through this time, uh, which church is going to continue to stand regardless you are not meeting physically? Uh, I took it positively that as a man of God, and every man of God around the world, I have to take it uh, at heart. Truly, if he is leading a church in difficult times like this, if you are leading a real church, it will stand through. But if you are leading a pseudo church, then the church will fall apart. Then you know that you are. You have to work to, to raise a church for God. So basically, for me, uh, it's a defining moment for all things. Like the Bible says, every work has to be tested with fire. So for me, positively taking a look on COVID-19, it's part of the fire that we are going through. Say uh, so that the gold in us is purified and it's, it's laid out. Uh, basically, the church in Zimbabwe, how it is responding to, 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 to COVID or the leading light, I've been encouraging people uh, to take their position and to try to help, uh, starting from the area where he or she is. For example, if, you, if in your community, if you can offer, for example, transport, to carry the service providers from one place to another. Just offer your transport if you can bring water. Uh, there is a day I remember uh, I was passing through uh, a, certain, a certain road, uh, traveling through. Then I just carried a few bottles of water. Whenever I could see the police on the, on the roadblocks, I could give them water mm. and just have a way to share with them regarding Christ. And to keep the to keep them uh, revived uh, and to share hope that things will be fine. Mm -hmm. Eventually, after the COVID thing, we will have uh, a result. Some of them they will come to church. Mm -hmm. Some of them they will find a church to join, mm -hmm. and you have become a leading light. Yeah, thank you. Brother. So basically, this is what we are doing in Zimbabwe, and I think. Uh, Hello? Yes, we can hear you. You can hear me. Yes. So basically, this is what uh, the position of the church in Zimbabwe, and we as a leading light, uh, I as a leading light, I am doing and also encourage people to do. It's actually a defining moment for us, uh, the leaders, uh, the followers, the business, the church, uh, the police. Uh, we have grown up seeing this is a police station, but this is now a real time whereby we need to define 
are these really true police officers? Because there is a crisis. So basically, uh, this is the position of the church here in Zimbabwe and the situation. Really, it's not it's not good. But also, we have to encourage our people. We are encouraging our people to see opportunities mm-hmm. uh, on how to rise up, uh, to start small things that will grow bigger. Because after the the the, the COVID thing, really there will be there will be opportunities. I, I believe personally, whenever in the Bible I've been studying uh, through the lockdowns that have take place in in the Bible, uh, the, the lockdown of Samaria, the lockdown in the days of Shamgar and the rise of Deborah. You know, whenever God could could want to shift or to bring a shift of, uh, of resources, there would be a crisis mm. before. So let the church open its eyes. Yes, it's a crisis uh, of COVID, but also it's, a, it's an opportunity that yeah. God is laying before the church to see prophetically that there is a a, a, a what what a, a transfer of wealth to the church because uh, prophetically we are we are in the last days mm-hmm. and we are, we have to move into the last revival uh, before Christ come and that revival cannot happen unless the church is empowered financially mm-hmm. so it's an opportunity. So, what you just spoke now, um, yeah, thank you, thank you, Pastor Roy. So, in, based on what you spoke, um, I wanted to just you know, for everybody to address this thing. Pastor Roy was just speaking now, and he said. This is not just a crisis, as from his own study of the Bible, of lockdown, that from his own study, he discovered that those things are prophetic moments, um, that there are certain opportunities. What I want you to speak to, and Pastor Steve, you will start. What, what are the opportunities for the church in Africa now? What are some things that this thing is making us to rethink? Right from your own perspective, what are some things that that we have to rethink about church? Some of the opportunities that this crisis presents uh, for the church in Africa. Uh, Steve, you can go go first. Thank you so much, Doctor. Yeah, um, I think one of the opportunities is um, uh, as this crisis has come, is to show us that we need, to, we need to stand as children of God because, uh, you know, we are eternal beings and uh, we are not restricted by wars. We are not restricted by uh, earthly possessions. We are not restricted by earthly, um, I would say, tools or capabilities. And it's not money that can make the church to run, but it is, um, it is God that can make that money to be used because money alone, I, I want to talk about money or finances. Mm-hmm. Um, what builds an economy, it's not finances. 
it's it's resources such that these are um, these are resources that um, uh, come from man. For example, skills. Mm -hmm. You know, you cannot buy a skill, but a skill it's 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 what produces. You know what um, we, we we see around in, in terms of. Um, for example, uh, time. Time can never be created, can never be bought. Now, as the church, I'm looking at the spiritual part of the church because the church is the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And when we look at the body of Christ, it can never be destroyed because you are talking about destroying God himself, destroying, because we. the Bible says we are created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. Meaning that a church, we, we are talking about God himself. When you are talking about the church, we are talking about God himself. Now the opportunity is to, which is there, it is going to make people understand that we do not live just by, by, by sight, but we live by faith. Mm -hmm. And the faith which is there is that um, even if there is this pandemic, we are still going to survive. Even if there is no church building, people will be healed, people will be saved. Souls will come to Christ. Salvation shall be proclaimed. Even if there are no, uh, they can ban all the hard, uh, you know, hard copies of the Bible. The spirit of God shall give us, you know, other, other ways for us to stand. So the church, Prayer cannot just be, you, 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 you know, um, we, there'll be times that we'll be told not to pray because we'll be disturbing other people. I remember at the university, mm -hmm. we were told, we were, we were told we are going to be expelled out from the, 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 the university. We'll be, you know, we'll be taught to leave the school because of our prayers. And we started praying in our hearts. Now, what is prayer is communicating to God. Now, the weapons that we have, they are not carnal, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So as, 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 as children of God, we are to understand that we are more than able because even, even where we, wherever we are, it's not distance is not our barrier. Mm -hmm. Distance is not our barrier. Mm -hmm. A market, even if it's not there, we can still come up with other sources. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a time the disciples after Jesus Christ had, uh, was crucified and they begin to be chased, to be, to be, you know, to be, to be persecuted, to be killed, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they started going different areas running away. But what they understood was that even if we go wherever we be, Christ is in, in our hearts. Yeah. And they continued proclaiming the gospel. We have the gospel today because there were people who did something after uh, they saw uh, the challenge which, which came. Now we have got the COVID-19 that has come in. Our stand, our opportunity is now to reveal Christ. Mm -hmm to reveal Christ in the midst of this storm COVID-19. Yeah. We need to reveal the healer Christ. Yeah. 
because people are fearing even to pray. I was telling someone at the hospital that I cannot be silent when I see someone is dying. I will pray for that person. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's very, that's very, very powerful. Very powerful. The church must continue to be the light, uh, even though you know it's a crisis. We must not stop. We must be the church. The church cannot be destroyed. Jesus said, uh, "I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." So it's the body of Christ, and Christ cannot be destroyed. So no matter what happens, the church keeps on marching on. So we just need to be bold so that we can be the church. Pastor Alfonso. Uh, from your own perspective, what do you think uh, the opportunities are now for the church in Africa? What do you see about the church in Africa? Um, you know, the alignment that is going on or changes, you know, reset or whatever is going on right now for the African church. You see, <clears throat> I don't know about the rest of other African countries, but let me start in Liberia. Can you move closer to your phone? Can you move closer to your phone? Yeah, so that we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, better. If you enter every village in Liberia, every woman in there will either belong to a court called Sunday. Society, the one that women go into. The men will belong to the polo or other secret society in that village. As they born, they born, and everyone is getting initiated. The parents carrying their daughters, their sons. Now the church came in. The church is supposed to be the light to take the unbeliever from the darkness to the light. Yeah. And doing is, is by teaching them to observe all that the law has taught us. Mm -hmm. And to do that, we need to study to be approved, to rightly divide the word. But what I have seen is for this short period of time where they have said, Okay, don't go to service on Sunday. Mm. Yes, everybody is panicking. Mm. Everybody has stayed home. Now, Pastor A had to go on Facebook to be able to preach the Sunday message to the members. Mm -hmm. Hello? Did we did we lose Pastor Alfonso? All right. Uh, we will get back. Sorry for the. Hello, Pastor Alfonso. It looks like we lost you for a moment. Yeah. So I think yeah. you are back. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody somebody interrupted the call. Okay. So right now, what is happening is that. You have to preach on Facebook before your members here. You have to preach on the radio to be able to get to the member. The member want to listen to their pastor Sunday morning on the radio and on Facebook. What happens if the radio station does not have fuel or, or electricity? Mm -hmm. 
What happened is Facebook is not functioning well on that day. Yeah. So the member, I as a member will not receive the message. Mm -hmm. But my pastor is not on the radio. My pastor is not on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So this opened up an opportunity that the church will retrospect and say, where at this point in time? So I as a member, now I'm solely depend on just being fed by my pastor every Sunday. Am I able to feed myself or am I able to feed my family? Mm -hmm. Have I received enough bread of life that I will be a light in my family to be able to feed them with the word of God? Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity in the next phase post-COVID-19, mm -hmm. that the church will begin to take advantage of this space that we see that have been created. Mm -hmm. That the church will begin to focus on teaching. Mm -hmm. On teaching. Mm -hmm. So when, the, when I am taught, so when the pastor is no longer around to preach to me, I began to preach Mm -hmm. to my family so i've always told other people this is an opportunity for the family to become a church yes before them you father and mama will go to church and the children will not go to church mm. maybe the little ones that are be before 13 they will go along but when they become 18 they are on their own mm. So now, at this point in time, while we are locked up and we are restricted with movement, this is an opportunity for me as a father or for David as a father or for Esther as a mother. Sunday morning, that child that did not, that did not appreciate herself, this is an opportunity for the father in the home to make that family a congregation. So the child that never loved going to church he, has, he or she has an opportunity to become the member of the church on that Sunday devotional or worship service. Mm -hmm. So the church begin to the church is an opportunity to focus on the teaching and the teaching to the family and the family to the members. Mm -hmm. So I take this as an opportunity. Yeah. So I said, you know, God does everything for our good. Mm -hmm. We have focused on the church are going on Sunday morning to assemble, we have forgotten the family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have forgotten the family. So in Africa, this is an opportunity. If the gospel is to go further, is to expand in the village and here, every family here should receive the word and they should be able to pass it on to their family. Mm -hmm. so even when they say, don't come to church on Sunday, it will not bother you. So this is the opportunity that everybody in Africa is supposed to take advantage of. Thank you. So it looks That's like, right. um, you know, as we begin to get to the end of this uh, uh, broadcast for today, we lost our uh, two other <laughs> participants. <laughs> <laughs> We're dealing with all the internet issues in Africa, which is, you know, God, God will help us. Uh, so yeah. when they come in, you know, we will just, you know, Maybe ask them one one more thing, and then we'll be rounding up. But since it's both of us that is here right now, our pastor. Right. So, so 
Uh, what do you think um, the Leading Lights Training, Leading Light Network, what vision do you see, especially for Liberia? What do you see us doing after this post, this COVID era? Like, well, how do you think we, you know, we, we should progress with this vision? You see, one thing I appreciate you and the Leading Light in Chicago, when you left Liberia, I begin to put in a suggestion before you. I say, it's good that you came to Liberia and you are gone, you are going to Ghana. It's good. But thereafter, what next? We need to organize and leading life Africa. Okay. So a leading life Africa is organized. We will then begin to discuss leading life across the continent. Okay. Then we will establish leading light. Those areas that you went and you left, leading life will be established there and we'll have a footprint. Mm. Then the teaching will continue. Then leading light, Chicago become a monetary arm. Mm. Okay. And this is where we are. I want to appreciate you so much that it has brought us this far. Yes, yes. So for Liberia, what I see is, you know, whenever somebody said uh, empowerment, you know, mentoring, mm -hmm. mentoring. Mm. So every church in Liberia that belong to Leading Light, you know, as always said, post-war Liberia, post-Ebola Liberia, and now we're going to be post-COVID-19 Liberia. Mm -hmm. So how can we go further? Because realistically speaking, many of the churches in Liberia are beginners. Okay. Unlike the Orthodox Church, the Cali, the Lutheran, the Methodist, they were here mm -hmm. long since. Mm -hmm. They have their fathers in around the world, Lutheran around the world, Cali around the world, Methodist around the world. But other evangelical and Pentecostal, we just a beginner. Mm -hmm. So what Little Light need to do here is open this, what we have done. Mm. You see, uh, as I always say, you know, we bend our hair looking in the Bible for so long. But in the Bible, we have not lifted our hair to see that when we lift out our head, there are things in the Bible that can empower our, our members. Mm. So the member go to work for the kind of man. Mm. And they, they bring in their offerings and they bring in their tithes. But what are we doing to empower them if the God we serve is the God that can provide? Yeah, yeah. So the God must be able to open an opportunity to be able to provide not the kind of man providing for them. Mm -hmm. So we will not be preaching the God of possibility mm -hmm. and the possibility is not expressed in the life of the member or even in our life. Yeah. Okay. So little light begin to now see opportunity in the diaspora. Mm -hmm. Leading Light Zimbabwe is involved in agriculture. Leading Light in Zimbabwe is involved in this. 
So who are those like-minded leading lights that across the world that, that can work along with leading lights Zimbabwe to become a good agriculturalist to help those or empower those side in agriculture? Mm -hmm. Who are those leading light members around the world in the diaspora world that can work with uh, leading light in Saudi leading light in Liberia for church planting? Who are those that are caught in this area that we can connect them to leading light Sierra Leone who is planting churches? Mm -hmm. Leading light uh, Liberia is involved in school to be able to make school as a tools of evangelism yeah. to the young generation. Yeah. Who are around in the diaspora that belong to Leading Light that can work along with Pastor Afonso in Liberia mm -hmm. to be able to establish school and be able to take the gospel or school as a, as a mission. Okay. So Little Light now in Chicago have a greater responsibility to identify the empowerment needs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of people in Little Night around Africa or wheresoever Little Night will go, whether in the Caribbean. Thank you. Thank you so much. So what I'm hearing is uh, we need to have a continent-wide focus um, in terms of, number one, um, creating a net, you know, like letting people from the different nations connect, identifying those who have resources from one nation and linking them up with those who have need in another nation and kind of symbiotic relationship where resources are transferred back and forth. So what we just do in Chicago, the Light Development Center in Chicago, what we just do is that we are like a broker that just links people up and then, you know, allow all these resources uh, to be to be shared across. People in the diaspora also, uh, they have resources. Maybe there are people who are in the educational sphere. Uh, they can, we can link them up with people in Africa where they can come and help, you know, the education in Africa. Uh, people who are in business sphere, we can link them up, you know, with, you know, the leading light in Africa and they can help in the area of business. You know, is that what you, what you are saying? Exactly. Yeah, so that is, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, those are great, great, you know, ideas. And we're going to be taking all those things into account. In fact, we're already getting some partnerships that are coming up. People that are saying, oh, yeah, you know, we want to get involved in what is going on with Leading Light in Africa. So, for example, one of the Leading Light uh, Lagos person uh, was on last Friday. And this person has a, they have a program that teaches chess to kids. Catch um, yep. in chess to kids all over. So the day after the broadcast, he called me and says, "He and his team declared, and they would like to work with the Light Development Center to offer that thing to all the leading light places that we have been, you know, around the world. So so that children can, you know, learn chess and learn life and you know develop their intellect. They have a website that they can log in into. They have other programs that they do." to empower children across Africa. So that's one of the partnerships that we're working on currently that we're going to open up to our, you know, to the rest of Africa. So, so what you are saying is really very uh, prescient and it's, you know, I believe it's what God really wants us to do uh, as a leading light. So just keep praying for us, uh, for more resources, more both human resources, financial resources and all that, you know, as we embark on all this stuff, you know. 
So, but that's our desire. That's our hearts. You know, the, the, the goal of the Leading Light Network is to have a, you know, a group of people in all the cities of the world who are shining as light in all the cities of the world. And then they are interconnecting together and sharing resources. Somebody travels to this place, or somebody wants to do something in this place, they already have a network person uh, there that they can collaborate with. And I know that has happened like when somebody wanted to go from Liberia to Syria alone the other time, that we just called on the Syria alone people that there's a leading light person coming from Liberia to Syria alone. So we've been having all those kind of stuff going on, but I believe it's going to multiply even after this time, because that's, that's what the network is about. So one thing is the training. The training is a separate thing, right? The training is you know, to get people empowered and we're developing more and more trainings, but the network itself is the connection, the relational connection across uh, the continent, across the Atlantic Ocean, everywhere, where there's, a, you know, there's, a, you know, there's, a, there's an interconnection and people can you know, synergize to do things in a greater way for the glory of God, you know, to fill the earth with the kingdom of God. That's the vision of the, of the leading lights at training. So thank you for, for speaking to that. Well, I mean, we have spent some, some time on this broadcast and, you know, we're going to be rounding up this broadcast right now. Um, our other uh, panelists, they are, I think they are unable to get on something has happened with the light or something over there, you know, the, the team is working with them, you know, behind the scene to see what is going on. But before we go, Pastor Alfonso, is there anything on your mind that, you know, you have not shared um, that you would like to just share with the people that are watching? Uh, I want to first say, I praise God so much for the leading light. And I pray that God will strengthen the team in Chicago and Whatsoever the situation is, for us, we have a, a daily evening prayer that goes on every, every night as I speak. It, it has just started. So whatsoever the challenges are there, please share with us. We are there to work along with you, to pray with you, and we all take the mantle together. So there should not be any um, you know, limitation of whatsoever. We will not be stressful. We will not be burdensome. Just as the challenges come, we are there to share it and we are there to pray. So whatsoever the case is, always share that we are there praying for, for the team, for divine favor, because what we are saying, if you do not have the divine favor, divine connection, divine provision, this thing will not happen for us in Africa. Yeah, yeah. It must be favor, divine favor. Now, wheresoever you speak, God will favor you. Wheresoever you go, God will divinely connect you. Yeah. God will send people along your way as he did for Nebuchadnezzar, for, for Nehemiah, for yeah. Zerubbabel. He will connect you to Kings Amen. to queens, so that indeed money answers everything. Yeah. So that indeed that living life will be spiritually empowered, will be financially empowered to, to extend the work for which you are called to do. Amen. We are with you. We are praying with you. We have people here that have the means, that have the resources, but they do not know how to develop it. Yeah. Like 
uh, I have a friend pastor that had given me a bundle of things that I will share with you after we do this. So yeah. you can see the resources that are available mm -hmm. in West Africa, in yeah. Liberia, mm -hmm. that can be a help when we all partner together. Yeah. So I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. And thank you for the prayer. I still remember those women that, you know, that were praying for us from the time we left Chicago to the time we finished the entire trip, you know, just interceding for us in Liberia. Uh, thank you. Thank you for always uh, leading that initiative of prayer. And thank you for everything that you have shared with us today. For those who are watching us on Facebook, let me just throw this announcement before we end. Tomorrow, tomorrow, May 23rd, we're having what is called a taste of leading light. So this leading light training we've been talking about all week with different people and they were talking about today, we are offering a part of it um, virtually online um, that you can join from anywhere in the world. And if you want to be a part of it, uh, we still have some seats open. Uh, go to openhouse.theleadinglight.org, openhouse.theleadinglight.org. Go there, put in your name, just, you know, and then our team will get in touch with you so that you can be a part of it. Um, it's going to be taking place tomorrow on Saturday. So we're going to uh, allow you to experience the discovery module of the Leading Light virtually for free. Uh, so this transformational training that we've been talking about can also, you can also partake of, I mean, have a taste of it at tomorrow. So I want to encourage you to go register right now. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Pastor Alfonso, for joining us. Uh, I want to thank our other panelists too. Uh, Pastor Roy from Zimbabwe, Pastor Steve from Zambia. Um, thank you for joining us. And you know, we thank God for helping us to overcome all the technical issues that we have gone, we have experienced today. God is faithful. So um, with that, uh, we're going to be rounding up today's broadcast. Um, I would like to say uh, a very big um, thank you to all our Facebook, um, those who are watching us on Facebook. Thank you for joining us. I see people watching from different places from South Africa, I see, you know, some South Africa, the US, you know, other places. So I, I, I want to thank you for joining us and God bless you. And we will see you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more contents from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.